Chapter 5 of A Treatise of Earthly Mindedness by Jeremiah Burroughs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Seven Reasons of Men's Earthly Mindedness. I shall now proceed unto the reasons of the point why is it that men's hearts are so much set upon the earth to mind earthly things. I give you briefly these reasons for it. First, the things of the earth appear real to them, but spiritual and heavenly things be but a notion. Now that that hath reality in it takes with the heart most, though men are deceived in this, for the scripture speaks of spiritual things as the only real things, and earthly things as that that hath no being at all. In Proverbs 23.15, Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not, speaking of the riches of the world, it hath no reality at all in it. But in the eighth of Proverbs, verses 20 and 21, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. To inherit that which is, that which hath a being, other things they are not, the honours of the earth are but a fantastic and vain show. You have read of Burnus and Agrippa. They came with much pomp, with great fancy, so the original is, but to an earthly man these earthly things are real things, and therefore he minds them, and wisdom is a lie unto a fool. Secondly, these things they look upon as the present necessary things, though the scripture tells us but of one thing that is necessary, but yet they may think that these are present now, they may have need of heavenly things hereafter, they may have need of reconciliation with God, pardon of sin, peace of conscience, and such things, they may have need of them, that is, when they depart out of this life. Oh, the infinite folly of most hearts to think that there is no present necessity of spiritual and heavenly things, whereas, indeed, our life consists in them for the present. This is eternal life. We may come here in this world to enjoy eternal life, but the generality of people, they look upon all spiritual things only as our good for the future, when we go from hence and are seen no more. Thirdly, these things are most suitable to men's hearts. It's no wonder that they mind earthly things. They are of the earth, and from the earth they have nothing but the first Adam in them. Now the first man was from the earth earthly. The truth is, the happiness of man's estate, even in innocency, in the morning of the day of his creation, in comparison of the things that are now revealed by the gospel, was but earthly. Take man when he was in paradise. That paradise was but earthly. But then take man in his fallen and corrupt estate. Then he must needs be earthly." and everything closes with that that is suitable to it. Comfort, it doth not come so much from the goodness of a thing, but from the suitableness of the object with the faculty. Now the things of the earth, they are suitable to men that are of the earth, and therefore they mind them. The heart will abundantly run out upon that which is suitable to it. Fourthly, these things of the earth have a very fair show in the flesh. They have a kind of goodly appearance in the eye of sense, yea, and in the eye of that reason that is now corrupted by sin, we have a most elegant expression of these earthly things, and earthly-minded men having their hearts set upon these things. It is in the sixth to the Galatians, twelfth verse. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, saith the scripture, the words are to signify when a man looks smug and neat, as you shall have some men dress themselves curiously, and have handsome bodies, they look so trim, fine, handsome, and very brave to the eye of all that do behold them. So saith he, these men that are the false teachers, they desire to make a fair show in the flesh. That is, they look upon the things of the flesh as those things that are very brave to the eye, and they love to have all things so complete about them that they may look smug and carry themselves with such beauty before the world. Oh, this is their happiness, this they take content in. 
They seem to have fine estates, and to have brave clothing and all curious things about them. This looks so brave in the eyes of the world, and therefore it is that their hearts are upon them. They are here enemies to the cross of Christ. They think suffering for Christ, poverty, disgrace, looks but untowardly. But now, those that desire to make a fair show in the flesh, that would have their countenances well washed, fair, and beautiful wheresoever they come, and be as somebody in the world, these do thus and thus, these forsake the truths of God, and seek to provide for themselves in the things of the flesh. Fifthly, men naturally never knew better things than the things of the earth, and therefore no marvel, though they mind earthly things so much. Children that are born in a dungeon, and never knew any better place, they can play up and down in the dungeon. So it is with men that never knew what the things of heaven and eternal life meant, they can mind earthly things better than those. But when once the Lord opens the eyes of their understandings to see into the reality, excellency, and glory of spiritual things, they then wonder at their former blindness in minding such poor, low, mean, foolish rattles as the things of the earth are. Sixthly, there are earthly principles continually dropped into men by converse with other men that are men of the earth. Forty-ninth Psalm, eleventh and thirteenth verses, their inward thoughts is that their houses shall continue forever, and their dwelling-place to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Their hearts are set upon these things. Then, in the thirteenth verse, this their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings. They are applauded by men. They see that everybody do applaud them in these ways, and when they converse one with another, they do converse about the things of the earth, and the common example of men. They see everybody following the things of the earth, and are greedy after these toys, and that likewise doth incline their minds to the things of the earth. Lastly, the sensible experience they have had of the sweetness that there is in the things of the earth. This is that that takes off their mind from spiritual things, and makes them to mind the things of the earth. But though these be the reasons why men do thus mind the things of the earth, and an earthly-minded man blesses himself in his way, and thinks he hath good reason for what he doth, and thinks all men fools that doth not grovel in the ground like a mole with himself, and looks upon the matter of religion but as mere words and talk, let them do what they will, I find contentment here. Yet certainly at length it will prove folly this their way, as the Holy Ghost saith in the forty-ninth psalm, this their way it is but their folly and in the end the wise men of the earth, those that have sought the things of the earth, and blessed themselves in this way, they will prove to be the greatest fools, the Holy Ghost accounts them so. In the seventeenth of Jeremiah, eleventh verse, as the partridge sitteth on eggs, and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches, and not by right, shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. He applauds himself for the present in what he hath got, but at the end he shall be a fool. End of chapter 5